Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Hi, reader. Welcome back for part two of our Mars adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. If you love Reading Bug Adventures, please consider supporting our small business with a Reading Bug Box subscription. Subscriptions are perfect for any occasion, and what could be better than a box of books personalized to the unique age, interests, and reading level of the reader? Reading Bug Box brings our special small bookstore touch right to your doorstep. Subscribe today at readingbugbox.com. And our summer 2022 box special runs through June 20th, a free book light in any new personalized subscription for three, six, or 12 months. This does not apply to our baby board book box. Or you can shop with us anytime at thereadingbug.com, where you can choose from millions of books and gifts for children and grown-ups, find recommendations from our staff, and even select custom care packages handpicked with love. Now, before we get started with today's adventure, let me thank a few special friends. A great big hello and thank you to our newest patrons, Aubrey from San Carlos, Charlotte and Isabel from Colorado, and Cal and Eve from San Carlos. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Thanks also to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for our podcast, and to all of our sponsors. Okay, reader, I think it's time to get back to our Mars adventure, don't you? Great! Are you ready? Then count with me. One, two, three, let's fly. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Oh, reader, welcome back. I'm so glad you were brave enough to come back to help us finish our adventure and get back home to Earth. I know I sound funny. That's because I'm talking to you through the radios in our extravehicular mobility units. That's the fancy kind of spacesuit we're wearing, remember? Being on Mars was pretty uneventful until this dust storm started. Now it's a little bit scary. I wouldn't want to be here without you, or our astronaut friend, Alara, of course. Welcome back, reader. We're going to need to head for home pretty soon. As I mentioned earlier, we need a lot of oxygen to survive, but the Martian atmosphere, that's the air here on Mars, contains almost no oxygen. That means that we can't breathe here without the oxygen supply in our spacesuits. And if we stay too long, we run the risk of running out of oxygen. How much longer do you think we have, Alara? 
Not more than an hour's worth of oxygen, Lauren. And I'd like to return home long before that, just to be safe. You remember what happened on the inner space adventure, don't you? Oh, yeah. We almost ran out of oxygen before we finished that adventure. That's right. And we definitely don't want that to happen here when we're more than 35 million miles away from home. I am curious, though, how that Land Rover found its way all the way up here on Olympus Mons. Maybe we can do just a little more exploring before we end our adventure today. But how, Laura? The wind outside is still raging. We can't do any more adventuring until this storm passes. And I don't think we're going to be able to do much exploring while we're stuck inside this cave. We had to crawl in here when the dust storm started, and from what I can see in the light beaming from Alara's flashlight, there's not much here. Just a small tubular cave that can barely fit all of us. You're right, Lauren. Visiting Mars, landing on its surface, and seeing the spectacular pink sky was pretty exciting, and even more amazing than reading about this planet. But there's not much more we can do here now. And I don't know about anyone else, but I'm beginning to get hungry. All that leaping around in the light gravity of Mars really worked up my appetite. I do have some snacks, but we can't eat until we are back in the book bag and we can take off our helmets. Remember, if we take off our helmets now, we won't have enough oxygen to breathe. The air on Mars is toxic for us. Lauren, reader, reading bug, have you ever tasted freeze-dried ice cream? Oh, I have. I bought some freeze-dried astronaut ice cream when I visited the Space Museum, and it's definitely worth waiting for. Did you bring some on this adventure, Alara? I sure did. Yum! My absolute favorite flavor was the freeze-dried Mars Bar ice cream sandwiches. Oh, it's making my mouth water just to think about them. Astronaut ice cream is super yummy. I can't wait to share some with you. Astronauts freeze-dry their food, which means they take all the water out of it so that it can last much longer. There's nowhere for astronauts to pull over and buy food in outer space. No grocery stores or restaurants. So it's important that the food they bring with them can last the entire trip. Talking about delicious astronaut ice cream is making me even hungrier, Alara. Well, even though we can't eat until we take our helmets off, we can drink water. Our spacesuits are designed so that we can drink through a straw connected to an in-suit drink bag that holds 32 ounces of water. Go ahead, take a big sip. Oh, that was delicious. Cold and refreshing. I wish I had an in-suit drink bag in all my clothes. <laughs> what was that? The flashlight. It's flickering. Alara, is it low on batteries? I definitely don't want to be stuck in this cave without any light. It shouldn't be low on power. Astronaut flashlights are powered by lithium-ion batteries, and they're supposed to last three times longer than standard batteries. I tested my flashlight before we left Earth, and it was fully charged. But you're right, it is flickering. I wonder what's wrong. Maybe we should think about hopping into the book bag and heading home. That would be the responsible thing to do, but... But? But we're the first beings on Earth to set foot on Mars. It would be a shame not to explore just a little bit more. We've been through this, Alara. We can't explore because there's a powerful storm outside. But look, the cave continues back behind us. You're right. Look, reader, I didn't notice it before, but the narrow cave that we're in does continue on deeper back into the mountain. Which makes sense. 
If it's a lava tube created when ancient lava flowed from Olympus Mons, then it could continue for hundreds of feet. Should we go check it out? I don't know. It's pretty dark. Alara, can you shine the flashlight back there so we can try and take a look? Sure. Lauren, reader, Alara, do you see what I see? Are those tire tracks? Tire tracks? You mean like from a car? Or from a rover, like the one we found outside. These tracks look like they're just the right size to have come from that rover. But that means... That someone or something drove the rover in and out of this cave. The scientific evidence seems to suggest that, yes, that's exactly what happened. Come on, we've got to see where those tracks lead. Follow me. Alara! Alara, wait! You have the only flashlight! Reader, we need to keep up with Alara, or we won't be able to see anything in here. Come on! Amazing! The lava tube is almost perfectly cylindrical, and it goes on for... I don't know how far. The beam from my flashlight doesn't even reach to the end of the tunnel. It's pretty cool. We're walking through a long underground tunnel on the planet Mars. I thought we'd be exploring the planet's surface today. And look, the tire tracks continue along the ground of the tunnel. The rover must have driven through here at some point. The walls and ceiling of the tunnel are smooth and solid, and the... Uh, Alara, can you lift your flashlight just a little bit? I think I saw something else. What? I'm not sure. I know it sounds silly, but it looked like it could have been two large, yellow, googly eyes staring at me from behind that boulder up there. Googly eyes? No, I'm sure that's not it. Where did you say you saw them? Behind the boulder, up ahead. I read that there are some kinds of rocks that glow in the dark, Lauren. Maybe what you saw was nothing more than two fluorescent rocks embedded in the cave wall. Of course, that must be it. Scientists have been able to grow cyanobacteria, which glows in the dark, in an artificial Mars-like climate. We're probably looking at two clumps of cyanobacteria growing on the cave walls. Lauren, I don't see anything. It must have been my imagination. All this talk of Martians has me a little spooked. Alara, your flashlight. It's flickering again. Please tell me it's not going to go out. We're hundreds of feet into this underground tunnel. I'm sure it's fine. Come on, let's keep walking. Okay. Hey, look. There are those googly eyes again. Lauren, I told you, it's probably some kind of glowing bacteria. Greetings, neighbor planet. But, but, but bacteria can't talk. And I'm pretty sure I just heard a voice. Salutations. You are Jacob. Or Olivia. Or Viraj. You're right, Lauren. There is someone in here with us. But where? Or Akira. Or Shaquille. Or Deoni. What are they talking about? Are those names of people? Names, yes, Lauren, of course. When NASA sent the Perseverance rover to Mars in 2021, they included the names of nearly 11 million Earthlings as part of a Send Your Name to Mars campaign. Or Chang, or Sung, or Jose. Oh, phew, so this is just a recording then. 
Well, no. Those 11 million names weren't sent as a recording. They were written in very tiny writing, less than the width of a human hair, with an electron beam. But that means... That someone is in here with us and is saying all of those names? Or Guadalupe? Or Lodomir? Or Shira? Do you think they're going to say all 11 million names? Could it be that we've actually discovered life here on Mars? That what we're hearing is the voice of a Martian? I... I can't believe it! Let's fly out of this world Right through the planets and the stars Let's fly out of this world Rocket through galaxies Find life on Mars It doesn't matter which direction we go There's so much to see And so much we don't know Millions of miles away from our homes It's so exciting to explore The unknown Let's fly out of this world Look all around, what can you see? Out of this world, asteroids and comets What else could there be? Millions of miles away from our homes It's so exciting to explore the unknown Are you Bruno or Leilani or Malika? Reading bug, reader, Alara, do you really think that's a Martian we're hearing? A Martian? Where? Is it dangerous? Alara, your flashlight! It's gone out! It's pitch dark in here, I can't see a thing! How did this Martian arrive here on planet Strix? How did you arrive on Strix? Quick, speak now. Strix, I'm confused. Varen, humans on Earth named this planet Mars. But if there are, in fact, creatures living here, they may have named it something else. Something like Strix? Strix, yes, Strix. Speak, aliens. Who are you? Where are you? Please come out so we can meet you. My name is Lauren, and these are the Reading Bug, Alara, and our reader friend. We're here from planet Earth on an adventure. Earth? Earthlings? Earthlings are explorers by nature and will come visit Mars in person as soon as we can properly figure out how. Until then, all seven billion of us wave hello from here on our blue planet shining brightly in your sky. You are from this blue planet? Yes, yes, that's right. We're adventurers. But how did you know? We have received your messages. Our messages? Of course. In addition to the 11 million names that the United States sent to Mars with Perseverance, Earthlings have been sending all kinds of messages to Mars for decades now. 
For example, in 2014, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the first mission to Mars on NASA's Mariner 4, a private company beamed messages from 90,000 humans to Mars by radio transmission. Those must be the messages they're talking about. Yes, messages from Mustafa and Francois and Mohammed and Hannah. Yes, yes, a a lot of people have been sending you messages. We understand. I'm sorry, what should I call you? My name is Avalon. My planet is named Strix. Strix? I like that name. Back home on Earth, we call your planet Mars. It's named after the Roman god of war, Mars, because it has a reddish glow like the color of blood when we look at it in the night sky. War, no! We are a peaceful society, but we will protect Strix with the might of 1,000 fleeks if you are here to do war with us, aliens. Aliens? But we're not the aliens. Avalon is. Not here, Lauren. Remember, this is his planet, and we're the ones visiting it. Or he may think invading it. Oh, no, Avalon, we're not here to cause any harm. We don't think of ourselves as space aliens, but we are space travelers and adventurers. You mean you have explored other planets besides Strix? We have visited our moon before. Most planets are too far away for us to travel to from Earth, but we came here in the Reading Bug's magic book bag. Yeah, it can take us to any place and any time that I have been reading about. All I have to do is put the books that I have been reading in my book bag, and when we jump inside, it takes us to whatever place or time is described in the books. Today, my book bag is filled with books about Mars, so that's how we got here. Magic? I don't believe in such things, but I do love books. You have books on Mars? Oh, yes. My favorite books right now are the science fiction books about aliens from outer space. Like you. I told you, we're not really aliens. Well, would you look at that? We already have so much in common. We love books. We love reading and learning about other planets. Do you think... maybe... You might consider coming out to meet us, Avalon. We still haven't seen you. But maybe if we head towards the cave entrance, there'll be enough light for us to see one another. No, no. I... I look different than you do. I'm afraid you will be frightened and will cease talking with me. Oh, Avalon, I'm sure whatever you look like, we won't be frightened. What do you think is so different about you? The top of me is not round and bulbous like you. Round and bulbous? Oh! (laughs) Our helmets! Avalon, these are not our heads! Our heads are inside! We need the helmets so we can breathe while we're visiting Mars. The air on Earth is different from the air here. I am also not puffy. Those are our spacesuits, Avalon. We are much less puffy inside. I am also less puffy inside. Lauren, Alara, Reader, I'm not sure Avalon understands. And we were finding so much in common before. Our love of books and outer space. But sometimes our differences keep us from understanding each other, don't they, reader? I have an idea, Lauren. Reader, follow my lead. The reading bug's tiny. Lauren's tall as a peak. We've plenty of differences that make us unique. I live in a garden And I live in a home And although we are different We're not all alone We 
are all different from one another. Those differences give us diversity. I am thankful we are different. So I learn from you, and you learn from me. You're as smart as they come, and you sing like a star. What we have in common is how different we are. Our different perspectives are unique, we are wrong. But we're stronger together than we are alone. We are all different from one another. Those differences give us diversity. I am thankful we are different. So I learn from you, and you learn from me. Thank you for your sound making. It was pleasant. It makes me feel happy. I'm glad, Avalon. Now, won't you come out and meet us? Yes, yes, I think I will. Let me turn your light back on. Turn our light back on? What do you mean? I first turned it off because I was frightened of you and did not want you to find our city. But now I will turn it back on. There. Greetings, alien earthlings. It is I, Avalon. Hmm. You look even stranger from up close. Wow! Did Avalon just turn the flashlight on without touching it? Of course. All Strixians are psychokinetic. Aren't you? Psychokinetic? Lauren, psychokinesis is the ability to use your mind to change or move objects. Incredible! Reader, look. Avalon is a purplish color from top to bottom. At the top, he has a large round head with big yellow eyes. But he has no mouth and no ears. At least none that I can see. The rest of Avalon is very skinny. And he doesn't have any legs. He's just sort of hovering above the rocky ground. He really is very different from any of us, isn't he? Well, hello, Avalon. It's so nice to finally meet you. I'd, uh, shake your hand, but... You don't appear to have one. We've already learned so much about Mars, I mean Strix, on our adventure today, Avalon. But meeting you is the highlight for sure. You are not afraid? Well, maybe a little bit, if I'm being honest, Avalon. But the more I learn about you, the less scared I become. Lauren, reader, Alara, I just noticed Avalon has no mouth. But I can hear him speaking as clear as day, can't you? Mouth? What is mouth? Is that the hole in the middle of your face from which sound is produced? No, I do not have mouth. I use telepathy to communicate. Strixians are all telepathic. We speak to one another using our minds. Don't you? Oh, no. Sometimes we speak our minds, but that's different. We speak to one another using our mouths. See? Oh, I do see. That must be why we're able to understand, Avalon. I wouldn't expect an alien life form to know or speak English like us. But if he's communicating directly with our brains, language doesn't really matter, does it? You don't have any ears either, Avalon. Does that mean that you're... Reading your minds? Yes. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Can you teach me about your Earth? Well, our planet, which we call Earth, is in the same solar system as yours. That means we share the same sun. Earth is the third planet from the sun. Do you know how many planets there are in our solar system rotating around our shared sun? 
Oh, yes, sure. I learned that in science class. Eight planets revolve around our sun. Strix is the fourth planet from the sun. If Earth is the third planet and Strix is the fourth, that means that we are next door neighbors. I believe that neighbors should be friends, don't you? They should be, but I'm not sure neighbors are always good friends. We've been seeing strange objects in our skies for years. That was bad enough. But then some of these strange objects started landing on the surface of our planet. Some of them even move around, taking photographs and scooping up dirt and rocks. But I, Avalon, have been brave. I took the object with the wheels and brought it here to my cave. Those objects were spacecraft that Earth scientists sent to Mars to learn more about your planet. And the object you've discovered is one that we call a rover. The people of Earth have been investigating your planet for many years, but until today, no one had any idea that anyone lived here. I'm sorry you were frightened. How brave you were to come out and speak with us. I was not so brave. That's why I sent the windstorm your way. Hold on. You sent the windstorm? You can do that? Yes. When I sensed your presence, I sent the storm. Psychokinesis, remember? But why? I was afraid of you because you look different from me. And because other Strixians told me that space aliens could be scary and dangerous. But now you know not to judge a book by its cover, right, Avalon? You have to look deeper to understand what's inside. Correct. Avalon, it has been wonderful getting to know you, but the oxygen in our packs won't last much longer, so I'm afraid we'll need to start heading back home to Earth. You breathe oxygen? How strange. We breathe carbon dioxide, and we assume that any other space beings would also breathe carbon dioxide. I wish I would have been able to show you this city in which we live, and to share some of my favorite books with you. Maybe you'll return to Strix again? You live in a city? But Earth has been studying Mars for years and years. We've taken thousands of pictures of the surface of your planet. How could we have missed a city? Our city is built deep under the surface of Strix. The mountains on our planet were formed when volcanoes deposited a blanket of ash on the surface. When the ash cooled, it formed into soft rocks. Some of the tunnels and caves in our city were created naturally, and ancient Strixians were able to easily dig more tunnels and caves because the rocks were so soft. It is within these tunnels that our city was built. An entire city of Strixians? Oh, yes. Our city includes all kinds of spaces. There are chambers for sleeping, pits for cooking, stores, well-lit areas where we grow our food, and chambers where our families live and work and play. I didn't know that there could be entire cities underground. Underground cities are not unique to Mars. My cousins, the ants and termites, have been building underground cities on Earth for a long, long time. Human beings have also built underground cities on Earth. Beijing, China built a large tunnel network called the Underground City recently in the year 2000. There were also several underground cities in ancient Persia. Lots of other ancient cities have underground living spaces, and modern cities also have roads and subways. But the most famous underground cities were built several thousand years ago in Cappadocia, Turkey. Just like Avalon City, the underground cities in Cappadocia were carved out of soft volcanic rock. 
That's something else we Strixians have in common with you, Earthlings. That's right, Avalon. Despite our obvious differences, there's a lot that unites us. I can't wait to get back home to tell our family and neighbors all about Strix and our new friend, Avalon. But now, I'm afraid we'll need to begin our journey back to Earth. Lord, the bag's in a pocket in your spacesuit. Since I'm in here, you're going to need to open it up for us. No problem, Bug. Here we go. Look, the bag is getting bigger and bigger, and the books the reading bug brought with her are swirling around inside. Books! I love books! Hey, Avalon, that's my book bag. Give it back! Reader, Avalon just used his psychokinesis to take the reading bug's book bag. Avalon, we need that book bag to get back to Earth. Please, give it back! Amazing! These books are incredible! Hidden Figures, the story of four black women and the space race. Max goes to Mars. National Geographic Kids, a day on Mars. Maustronaut goes to Mars by astronaut Mark Kelly. And the Lion of Mars by Jennifer Holm. Wow, there are spectacular pictures of a bright yellow sun and images of planets and stars and more. <laughs> and there are pictures of funny-looking creatures that look just like you, dressed in white and silver and orange suits with round bulbous tops. I can't wait to read more! How can we be angry with someone like Avalon who loves to read as much as we do? After all, books are meant to be shared. But we still need that book bag to get home. Avalon! We don't need all of those books to get back home, but we do need the book bag and some of the books. Why don't I leave the picture books with you so that you can share them with the other Strixians? Just like another famous author, Dr. Seuss, said in I Can Read With My Eyes Shut, the more that you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. With those picture books, you'll be able to visit Earth whenever you want to, using your powerful imagination. And we'll leave you some crayons and paper, too so you can draw your own pictures of us and retell the story of this amazing adventure to your friends and family. Thank you so much. I love these books. And whenever I look at them, I'll think of you. Here's your book bag. Maybe someday you'll use it to return to Strix and visit me again. Of course we will, Avalon. But now our oxygen is getting dangerously low, so we really must leave. Okay, let's try this again. Magic book bag, do your thing. Look, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I can see all kinds of amazing pictures floating around. What is that? I see Earthlings moving about with large structures all around them and the sun shining brightly in the blue sky above. You're looking at the pictures of our final destination, Avalon, planet Earth. Those are what our cities look like, and those structures are the buildings where we live, sleep, and play, and work. We'd love to show you more, but now it's time for us to jump in and start our 35 million mile trip back to our homes and families. That's right! Now, on the count of three, let's take three giant Mars gravity jumps and hop into our book bag together. Ready? One, two, three, jump! We've had a big adventure 
within our book bag And I think we saved the day We'll see you next time Goodbye book bag Now it's time to fly away Reading Buzz, Alara, Reader That was a spectacular adventure As we zip away over the hazy red landscape of planet Mars I still can't believe everything we saw and learned today I wish we'd been able to stay for the blue sunset But we'll have to save that for another adventure on another day I'm going to draw a picture of it anyway. I'd love to imagine what it might look like. Great idea, Bug. Reader, what pictures will you draw of our adventure today? I think I'll draw a few pictures of our new friend, Avalon. I'm not sure my friends and family will believe that we actually met a Martian. And I think I'll draw a new patch for my spacesuit featuring all of us landing on the surface of the red planet. Let's be sure to illustrate everything we saw and experienced today to help our friends and families remember that although we may have differences, we can all find ways to get along. Yes, yes, yes. And reader, if you enjoyed today's adventure and want to learn more about Mars, space travel, and our solar system, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Hey, we're back. You're right, Bug. We're back home, safe and sound. A 35 million mile trip back to Earth in the blink of an eye. I love this magic book bag. Thanks for inviting me on another one of your adventures. Of course, Alara. We couldn't have done it without you and all your astronaut knowledge. And we couldn't have done it without you either, reader. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you for joining our adventure today, reader. The reading bug, Alara, and I have to go now, but we can't wait to see you on our next reading bug adventure. Bye-bye. See you next time. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Brandon Savage, and Diane Savage. Music is by me and Ross Gruet. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. 
The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me.